Well, we're going to jump in. We've got a little bit of ground to cover today, but I, I think we're going to really enjoy this. As you see on the board, and for those listening, I want to give you the, the title of it for folks online. It's called Lot's 3D Living. And the scripture I chose out of this, Genesis 19, 16, it said, When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and his daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. And, and I want you, that's where we're going to go. We've got to unpack a little bit to get there, okay? And I want you to see through this message today that God is merciful. God is, God is merciful. And you say, well, where in the world did you get 3D living? Well, you know, when we were getting everything together, we had HDTV that we were, we were going to uh, send out, you know, have a chance on some of that stuff just to keep people engaged and, and bless them with that. And then I thought about, you know, nowadays there's so many different ways to watch movies and TVs and photos, right? You know, they've got uh, high definition. You know, you can see every nook and cranny. You know, I heard when that first came out, some of the actors didn't really like that. You know, it's like, oh, seeing too much here. You know what I mean? But you know what? God sees everything and he still says you're amazing. Isn't that something? And so I went on thinking about that a little bit more. And I thought, man, you got DVDs, you got Blu-ray DVDs, you got LED, you got LCD. I don't even know what all this stuff is, but we got it, right? We got all this surround sound and, and IMAX and stuff. And I thought, man, isn't it amazing when you think about God? Um, Knowing all and seeing all, all these things with all the nooks and crannies, all the bumps and bruises, God says, you're still worth it. He sees the total picture. So I looked at it and I said, well, what exactly is 3D? It means three-dimensional. And what it is, it takes a motion picture and enhances the depth perception. So what I hope today is as we open up God's word, we get the deepness and the depth perception through the Holy Spirit to show us what, what we are. Uh, what we're going to take away here today. So our 3D message is going to focus on three dimensions of Lot's life, okay? If you got your handouts or if you're online listening, you can write these three things down. We're going to be focusing on direction, destruction, and deliverance, amen? So we're going to go and start on that, and I think we're going to jump right on in here to bring you up to speed on the life of Lot. So the first thing, you say, well, who is Lot? You know, a lot of times we hear different things in the Bible. and Maybe we, we get them crossed up sometimes. So I'm going to try to pull out a few things here so you know who we're talking about. One of the things is Lot was the nephew of Abram. Later on, God changes his name to Abraham, okay? He, his, one of the things about Lot, his father died when he was very young. So his uncle Abraham took him under his wing, godly man, and trained him up in the Lord. And also, he was a very successful businessman, right? But look at this. He had a few character flaws. Anybody got any character flaws? Okay, I'm going to pray for you, huh? I only see like four hands. <laughs> I'm teasing. But this is one of the things that, that would, would happen. I don't know if this uh, is like any of us. Sometimes we procrastinate. Anybody procrastinate? Don't put your hands up. Well, no. <laughs> they didn't. We all are honest. That's good. But it says when he, when he was faced with decisions, he would tend to put off deciding anything pretty much to the last minute, right? And then he'd take the easy way out. Man. That sounds like uh, me sometimes, right? And then it goes on down here. Now, I want you to focus on a second Peter 2, 7 and 8 says he was a righteous man. I want you to kind of, I'm giving you these pieces of this. And I want to tell you where he, where he lived. He lived in the town of, of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, anybody heard of that? We know that was some bad news, some wickedness there. So just kind of setting the stage. So now we kind of know who we're talking about. But I want to, I want to get you there. So I just kind of took all these chapters and combined them. So I'm going to read a little bit what I pulled together, put us, set us in that picture, okay? So when Abraham listened to obey God uh, called to leave his home and go, he took his nephew Lot with him. One day when Abraham's man who tended the cattle were quarreling because Lot also had a lot of cattle, they started a quarrel. And Abraham says, you know what? He says, 
You know, almost one of the, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. But he says, he says, you know, maybe it's best that we go our separate ways. I don't like quarreling. I don't like quarreling. Sometimes we have to we have to work through those things. But, you know, it's different than discussing and, and, and trying to get our points across. I'll just say this. You know, that's one thing I see with with maturity and 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 the lack of being self-centered. I'm not saying that there's still work to be done in my life is what I'm saying. But what I what I see is when we can communicate and talk to one another and, and hear this person's point and hear this person's point and then ask God to lead us. And a good decision. That's what I pray that the Holy Spirit is teaching us. So anyway, they're having this discussion to say, hey, look, you know, I, I think maybe it's time for us to kind of split up camp here and see what still love each other and everything. But they said, you know, what? I think maybe this is what we need to do right now. So he said, I tell you what, uh, Abraham tells Lot, he says, whichever way you go, I'll go the other way. If you want to go east, I'll go west. If you want to go left, I'll go right. So. He gives him first pick, amen? That's what we, we say, I want first pick. So he gave him first pick. And, he, and, and when uh, Lot looked over to, to Jordan, he saw the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says, you know what, I think I'm going to go there. So Abraham said, that's all right. That's what you want, I'll go ahead. And, he, and so what uh, Abraham did, he went on um, over to Canaan. Okay, so I'm trying to cover a lot of ground here. So we went on, and, and he went to, I'm talking about Lot, went on into Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know that it was very wicked there. But he said he was a righteous man. I'm giving you the piece of the puzzle. But sometimes even as, as righteousness, our righteousness is counted to us because of what Jesus Christ has done. Amen. And, you know, sometimes we find ourselves in the world. Well, I want to paint a little bit deeper picture here. Lot went there with his wife and two daughters. And, and during this time, there was an uprising. And some of those folks from the neighboring towns cap, got him captive in his livestock and all his people. And praise God, one of his men, one of Lot's men, got away and got over to, to reach Abraham and said, man, they got your nephew. They got everything. So you know what Abraham did? I just love his character, man. Older guy said, we're going to take 318 men and we're going to get my people back. And he did. Now that's pretty good. And the guy was with him. This is what kind of gets us. But don't we fit the same bill? So he said, come on, let's just come on back home. And Lot said, no, I want to stay. <laughs> You're going, what? No, I want to I stay here. See, a lot of times we'll go through things and, and God will make a way out and we decide to go right back in to that same thing. And that's what he did. So as time goes on, God sends uh, an angel to talk to uh, Abraham and says, hey, look, I'm done with all this evil wickedness in Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm going to destroy this place. So what does Abraham do? He pleads, intercedes for people. He says, hey, look, if there was 50 righteous people, would you hold back? And God said, well, we have this 50. And you know, the story goes on 40, 30. Well, works it on down if there's just one. And finally, they said, look, there's four righteous people. And I'm going to send two angels to bring them out. And I'm going to destroy this place because this evil has got to stop. So that's what happens. The two angels, they come in. They go to the Lot's house. And they said, hey, look, by this time tomorrow, this, this, this place is going to be destroyed. He said, we're going to go. So... This is what I want you to hear. So Lot goes and talks to his two future son-in-laws and says, hey, man, we got to get out of here. And they go, oh, come on, you're not going to believe that, are you? No, man, that's not going to happen. Isn't that what happens today as the church is when we try to share something about Christ, about the goodness of God, about, you know, the, the, the end times and things? People go, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but I'm not leaving. I'm not changing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. You see how these stories, they really don't change that much. You know what I mean? Because we're still living through some of the same things. So he goes on. He says, hey, look, we're going to have to go. So we got Lot, his wife, and two daughters. 
So we got to get out of here. They're taking him. And we go back to that scripture. They're, I can just picture him running. And he says, don't look back. That's what the angel tells him. They're going, I can just picture him going, going, come on. We got to go. We got to go, man. He's going to rain down fire on this place. And the Bible says that his wife turned and looked back. And she turned into a pillow of salt. See, a lot of times we still want to look back. We still, still got one foot in the world. We keep going. And I thought about this last night. I said, you know, we, we really see like three types of people. And we deal with them sometimes. That's us ourselves. We have those that just rejected the good news. Now, and then we got some that get so close to that freedom. And they turn around and they look back. And they're still caught in their sins. And then we got those that receive the Lord Jesus Christ and are rescued out of that. Amen? So that's where we're at with the story. And so I want to kind of break that down a little bit. We're going back to our sheet here. I want to talk about the direction he took. Everybody with me so far doing all right? Very good. Just had to unpack a little bit of that. So when we look at a direction, I start thinking, Lot's choices often took him in a direction away from God. He had, he had a few character flaws, like we said. But I want to ask you a question. Can God still work with that? Let's take a look. Let's take a look. Amen? So what else do we see about it? Lot was influenced more by the world than he was by the word. Now we sit here on Sunday and we get influenced by the word, but how long does it last? Can we make it a Tuesday? Can we make it till we get home? You know, that's why I say it's so important to open God's word every day for yourself and read it. Okay, man, you guys, you guys are really coming along and we're all working to this common goal, man, to, to just dig in deeper. But God is always willing to reveal himself. Amen. So he followed his flesh more than he followed his faith at times. I think we all can say that, right? Could God still use him? Let's take a look. All right. Lots of loyalty drifted a little bit. Wow. Sounds like the everyday guy, doesn't it? Everyday guy and gal, you know? See, when we're influenced by the world, we will always drift off God's course. We don't drift on course. Now, I don't do a lot of boating. I know we got a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of folks here know all about it. But you don't usually drift on course, do you? Huh? You will drift, you'll go with the tide, you'll be over here in the rocks and the weeds and everything else, and it, it's not good. So we've got to have that anchor. Let me tell you today, I pray that Joe, the Lord Jesus Christ is your anchor. Amen? Well, let's keep on rolling. His choices paved the path to destruction. Man, that's, that's tough sometimes. Our choices can make for a painful path. Amen? And, and his path was on destruction. The culture where he lived was evil, crazy, and just not honoring God at all. Does that sound like CNN? Does that sound like MSN? Some of the stuff we see on TV, some of the stuff's going on. You, you know, when we read the newspaper, when we hear what's going on, we flip on the TV. That sounds like now a lot of it, doesn't it? See, it really doesn't change that much. But you know what? God changes everything. And you know, sometimes in our, our walk as Christians, I'm talking to Christians now. Because he said Lot was righteous. So how's he righteous? He was righteous by his faith. In the Lord, amen? But see, sometimes we take wrong directions. Maybe the wrong turn, but I want, I want to tell you here this morning, God allows U-turns, amen? We can come on back to Jesus. Good deal. Well, let's keep on rolling. So the next thing we want to talk about is the, the, the 3D living of life. We're going, we're going to look at the destruction. See, his life was centered on self, amen? See, we get focused on self. I, I can tell you something that's coming. I can promise you this, that a fall is going to come hard and fast. I'm going to give you a word for that. You ready for your word anchor? You can write it down. It's Proverbs 16, 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haunting spirit before a fall. You know, it's just something else. And I hit that a little bit. I was going to go in and tell you more about Abraham going over there with the 318 guys to rescue his nephew. And again, I want to hit on it. But he decided to stay in the midst of that. 
Isn't that something? Sometimes we, we get self-centered to the point so much we're like, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm okay now, but I want to go back to this. I'm going to tell you what. I got a great illustration coming. Y'all just sit tight. What else we got? His life was so blended with the culture, God sent angels to pull him out. Sent angels to pull him out. Man, God had had enough and sent two angels to grab him and his wife and his daughter. Even his future son-in-laws just blew him off. And the reason I'm reiterating that is I want to encourage you when you share your faith with somebody or you have an opportunity to, to just, you know, somebody asks you what, what you believe, tell them what you believe. You know, stand strong in the Lord and God will give you the words. All right. God made a way of escape for him. You might be here today and say, man, I need a way of escape. Let me tell you, Jesus Christ made the way of escape from hell and from sin. Amen. And all we got to do is ask him to come into our life. He made that great escape by giving his life at the cross on Calvary. Amen. And all we need to do is put our faith and trust in that. So every time we look at this, I, I, I just go back and I go, man, God, thank you that you made a way. You know, in my life, I just popped in my mind. You know, I, I've worked a job for a long time and I try to do a good job. And I don't know if anybody has ever been fired from a job, but it's not pretty. And I got fired from a job about 27 years ago. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. And of course, that's my side of the story, you know. And they, uh, uh, that's my side of the story. And evidently, they didn't think it was their side of the story. And they told me this. I went into the office and they pulled out their drawings and we went through all these things. But see, God was still in control. I'm like 18 years old at the time. Man, I mean, you know, I'm going to school. I'm doing this. I just got a raise. I think I'm doing okay. Why are they calling me up in the office? And they said, well, what about the situation? I said, well, I did this, I did this, and I did this. And they said, well, you should have done this. I said, well, where does that say that? What I want you to get to is this. They said, well, Mr. Chapman, I want to tell you something. You got two choices. Either you can quit or we're going to let you go. And me being 18, I still think I did the right thing. I said, I'm not going to quit because I don't believe it. I believe I did right. He said, you can believe it all you want. Go get your stuff. You're gone. I was like, what? I was waiting for the punchline. Oh, not good. So all these things are going through my mind. Nobody ever got fired for this company. I didn't steal nothing. I, didn't, I mean, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do. I was asking questions. I did this, I did that. But God had a bigger plan, amen? This is why I want to get to this. When I thought, I can't believe this, I walked into the secretary's office, and it was a, it was a, a, a little Scottish woman. She just was so awesome. And she spoke into my life at a time I really needed it. I could not believe this, man. It's still painful. You think, man, what happened? And she said, and the reason I get choked up about it, because I knew God was working through that woman. She said, honey, let me tell you. If a door closes, God will open a window to rescue you. Praise God. Man, was it tough? Yeah. You know, did God work it out? Yeah. Did I get a better job later? Yeah. Do I still think about that? Sometimes. But I don't think of it in, man, I can't believe that. I, can't, I think what brings the tears to my eyes. You know, God, when I thought everything was no escape, you opened a window for me. And you sent that woman in there to speak into my life at the right time. It changed everything. Was it tough? Yeah. Did I lose some money? Yeah. Did I have to go home and say, guess what? How do you like beanie weenies? Because <laughs> there's going to be some changes. 
But God is faithful, amen? And I just wanted to pull that in. In the midst of destruction, God made a way. He made a way of escape. And you know what? Now I'm going to get back on course here a little bit and see what we saw through the eyes of uh, the scripture here. Lot's wife still had eyes for the world. I could have I responded really bad and some other doors would have closed. I mean, there was a lot of things going through my mind at 18 years old, man. I'll be honest with you. I'm not proud of it. I'm thinking, you know what? I don't think you're going to get out of this office. And you know what would have happened? That old guy probably would have beat me to death. <laughs> so God's working again. But you know, I wasn't walking with the Lord. All I knew is I was wounded. What happens when you get wounded? Sometimes you just, man, you, got, you, you just can't sit there. But God, in his grace and mercy, placed somebody in there and said, it's going to be all right, honey. It's going to be all right. Let me just throw this in here. Three months later, I got a job making double the money, more than the guy that fired me. God is so good. I've been there for 27 years. Amen? You know, so I just want to tell you that it's not about the money. It's about God had a plan. It gave me more opportunities, all those things. But in that minute, I didn't see him. In that minute, I didn't even want him. I was just like, no, no, no. I was still holding on. I didn't want to lose my job. I didn't want to do that. I was going to school. I had a plan. That plan changed just like that. And, I, and what I do is totally different from that. And that's okay. But God was still working. Thank the Lord that he lets us get back on course. He lets us change direction and come back to him in the midst of that. So I wanted to take a look at this. When we come down here, even with all the craziness and all these things, God still makes opportunities for us. Amen? He always gives us a, a way out. And sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it's tough. And sometimes it's one of those things you say, man, I never want to go back through that again. But however, God can use that in your life to talk to somebody else. Have you ever been through something real tough and you think, what is going on? And you come out the other side and then you see somebody else going through that. They usually don't want to talk to somebody that have not been through that. I know when I go through something, I want to go, how did you get through that? How did God work in that? And say, what a testimony you can there. Well, now I want to move on a little bit. See, we, we go through this so many times. And we see direction. We change in it all the time. We see the destruction of the world. But see, a lot of times we forget that we have been rescued by the Lord Jesus Christ. We forget that we are a new creature in Christ. Are y'all ready for this? Take a look at this. I'm going to tell you a story about a butterfly, all right? First, I'm going to give you a scripture here. And it's a scripture that we use a lot because I love this scripture here. It's so powerful. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Amen. So with that, let's talk about the caterpillar and the butterfly. Now, you think about a caterpillar weaves a cocoon around itself and buries itself. You know, he goes, he goes from a caterpillar to a butterfly, right? And we know that process is called metamorphosis, I believe it is, right? And we see that, and this is what God was showing me after studying and looking at different illustrations and stuff. I thought that's amazing. See, that caterpillar weaves a cocoon around himself. I said, you know what? It's kind of like being buried, right? And I started thinking about that and then see a short time later, the butterfly emerges, and I call that the new life. And you know what? This is what I want you to see. I, want, I hope I can tie this together. You never look at that beautiful butterfly and say, man, look at that glorified worm. Right? You look at the new creation. Huh? Think about it. Man, could you believe it? Man, look at that worm with wings. You don't say that. You see it how it is. That's how God sees us. How we are. How he's, he's, he's made that new life as a new creation through the Lord Jesus Christ. See, it's important to see yourself as God sees you. All right? 
So, you know, I thought about that whole process. I said, isn't that amazing, you know? You, you take that caterpillar. I said, you know what? That's kind of like us, born into dead sin. And then he goes through that cocoon. And I thought about, isn't that us calling on the name of the Lord, dying to the old, and being stepping into the new by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? And we come out as that beautiful butterfly. Now, guess what? Does that butterfly still fly around and land in some bad spots? Yeah. Maybe some places it shouldn't be. Maybe get caught in some storms and stuff. Maybe get the wings a little out of, out of kilter. Yeah. Don't we too as, as brothers and sisters in Christ? Amen. This is something else I, I found out this week. I thought this is really cool. You know, even in the midst of that, that butterfly going over here, that butterfly might even say, you know what, man, I sure would like to hang out with some of my old worm buddies. You know, we ever get like that? Hey, I think I want to go hang out with some of my buddies. You know, I want you to hear this. It's still a butterfly. It will always be a butterfly, amen? When you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a new creature in Christ, amen? And that's the justification. Remember, that's immediately when we call on the name of the Lord. But as we walk it out, that's the sanctification. The Holy Spirit is molding our life to be more and more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and you know, no matter what you do, I want you to know that you can, you can be secure in Christ. Now, this is what I am not saying. I'm not saying this. I want you to hear this. You can live any way you want, do whatever you want. That's not what I'm saying. But because our life is found in Jesus Christ and our, our relationship with the Lord has continued to grow, our desire should be more like Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's what should be going on. But just like that butterfly that's been changed, right? Sometimes you end up in some bad spots. And I want to tell you, God makes a way, makes a way to U-turn to come back to Him. Right? The great escape. And just like that, that little old lady told me, I bet she had no idea that she'd be preached about 27, 30 years from then. You know what? If a door shuts, God can open a window. He can reach you where you are. Now, this is something that we don't, we, we have, you know, in talking to people, sometimes we have a hard time with this. Because I, I wanted to tie this in to being a butterfly as being a saint. See, we're no longer just saved by grace, a sinner saved by grace. That's looking in your rear view. You are a saint. You're set into the family of God. Man, y'all ought to be flapping your wings right now. That's who you are. We need to see ourselves as God sees us. He looks at you when you've called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Perfect without spot because of what he's done. Amen? So I want us to understand that. Well, let's talk about this just a little bit. Deliverance. We've been delivered. See, God's righteousness is imparted to us through faith in Christ. Matter of fact, if you look at the word impart, take a look at this. It means to grant, to share, to give, to make known. See, that's, that's amazing. Now, I want to tell you, if I ask you this, uh, without giving you all the pieces of the puzzle, I say, well, how many saints we got in here? How many people would raise their hand? That's why we're going over this. <laughs> okay? <laughs> right? What makes you a saint? Amen. Jesus Christ. That's right, in you. Jesus Christ, calling on the name of Christ. See, we think that being a saint means you don't do nothing wrong. That you got it all together. And man, you, you know, you just, just whatever this picture in our mind is. But I want to tell you, listen to this. Y'all ready for this? In the New Testament alone, right? 63 times Christians, those that put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, are referred to as saints. So you got a choice today. You got a choice today. You can either believe what the Bible says or you can go with your feelings. I say let's go with what God says. Amen. That's who you are. I want you to hear that today. 
I want you to hear that today. Why is that? Because you know what? He had imparted that life to us through the grace and righteousness that we have now through the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, he imparted that to us. He granted it. He shares it. He gives it to make known. I want you to know who you are in Christ. Amen? Now, let's keep on rolling here. I'm going to give you a little scripture here. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this. So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. That's that sanctification process I was talking about. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I've been waiting to get to this, and I want you all to listen up and get your pens out because I believe this is going to help us all when we break this out, okay? We consist of three parts. Body, spirit, and a soul, okay? Now, I'll, I'm going to read this out here and you can take some notes on here because this is going to help us, all right? Your body has our five natural senses, okay? You think about that. We've got hearing, seeing, feeling, smelling, and tasting. Okay? That's, that's our, our body. Now, our soul consists of your mind, will, and emotions. Another way to say that is your personality. But listen to this. Your spirit, which is going to live on forever, who you really are, the, the, the inner, your most inner being there, was dead when you were born into the world and remained that way until the Holy Spirit gave it life through the new birth of Christ. Let's go back to that butterfly. When he came out, boom. New creature with a new feature. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, what what the scripture says, the old has passed away, behold, the new has come. That's where we're at. See, I want you to hear that. I want you to grasp that because it'll change your world. It'll change everything. It'll change the way you work. It'll change the way you love. It'll change the way you forgive. It'll change the way you do business. You know, I've had a guy say, well, you know, I, I know you're a Christian and everything, but, you know, business is business. I said, well, my business it's sharing Jesus because I'm a believer. And I pray that I reflect him well. I know I don't always, but God said, get back in the game. You're still a butterfly. You're still a butterfly. Amen. Let's keep on rolling with this. So look at this. We can look at it this way. Like I said, I'm going to go back and hit this again. That you know what? A person is a spirit who has a soul and lives in a body. You got that? A person is a spirit who lives in a body and has a soul. And before you trusted Jesus Christ, you had no spiritual identification, right? Your spirit was dead to the things of God. But the Bible says in Ephesians 2.1, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sin. See, the, the whole source of what we're talking about here is that the new life is found in Jesus Christ itself. You see where we're going with this? It's all about what Jesus did. Your spirit now is alive in Christ. That's what's going to last for eternity. This body is going to wear out. Anybody know that? I'm going to tell you, after two days of shining light, it's wearing down. But God's quickening my spirit. Somebody asked, were you tired? I said, I'm excited. I'm excited to share the message. I'm excited to get this, this to us, to see this 3D living, that, that we can make it through the, 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 the bad choices and direction, that we can turn around. And even when it appears like our life is in destruction, God's made a way out because he's delivered us, right, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go on and take a look at a little bit more scripture here. Ephesians 2, 4, and 5 says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life. When he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace. Why is it so important that Jesus rose? Because he's alive. He's alive. And he's alive in you if you called on the name of Jesus Christ. That's what, that's what the whole picture is. Amen? The whole picture. So, you know, we praise God that we've been delivered. Listen to this. Romans five seventeen says, you are righteous and holy. I want you guys to hear this today. Man, you ought to be out here like this. I see y'all at the grocery store. I'm going to do this. 
That means you're a butterfly. You're a butterfly, all right? Walk in who you are in Christ, right? He would have said, man, that guy's got an itch. No, I want you to remember. I'm not going to be, be over there mole farming and stuff, man, worm farming, man. Let's be who we are. Let's see ourselves who God sees, how God sees us. Amen. You know, I love this. And this, man, this week, God had just opened up some things and opened up some things. And I was like, yeah, I got to write that down for this week. I got to write this down this week. If you read Shining Light yesterday, I shared a little bit with this, but I got to share it with everybody. I thought it was just so cool how uh, just studying this week, this was opened up to me. You guys hear me uh, say this verse often. I love this verse. It's in Ephesians 2.10. And I, and I share it a lot of times. And, and this is what we got here. It says, for we... Are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk on them. Now listen to this. Now, Hebrew was the language most of the Old Testament was, was written in. And Greek is what was written in the New Testament. And it's really good when you study some of those things out because you get the richness of what they were saying. So listen to this. If you look at the Greek word for workmanship, right? It's called poma, P-O-E-M-A. That's where we get our root word for poem, right? And so you can look at it this way. I thought this was just a beautiful thing. I even called my mother-in-law and said, Grandma, I'm going to listen to this. She said, well, that's good. Yes, that's who we are. I said, you're right. Listen to this. So we can look at it this way when we insert that poem in there, right? Where we have workmanship. Look at it this way. You see, God says, you are his heavenly piece of poetry here on earth. Isn't that beautiful? You are his heavenly piece of poetry here on earth. You say, well, I don't feel like that. We're well, going to go with your feeling. You're going to go with the word of God because it doesn't change. Right? When you think about that, that's why I said, man, have you been reading your word? Have you been looking at this? Have you been taking the scriptures and, and speaking them over your life? You know, that's who God says we are. But guess what? Who's the deceiver? Right? The evil one. Satan's always going to try to point out all your shortcomings. He's going to always try to tell you that you're less. But I'm here to tell you, in Jesus, you're at your best. Amen? You're at your best. At your best. You said, what if when I would, what, be, but, be, but, all these things? You're still a butterfly. You're still a butterfly. Right? And so I pray today that you realize, you know, when we think about this, I love how that they pull that together, that, that you are God's heavenly poem reflecting in, in, the, in the earth. You know, I said a little bit about it yesterday, and I think about this. I, I, I love it. I think it's amazing when people are... Uh, can, can do art and draw. It's just so effortless. You ever see that? You know, you've been places, you're thinking, well, what is that? And about the first three or four scratches on the wall or on the board or on the, on the on painting thing, there you say, well, what is that? And next thing you know, they create this beautiful picture and it's like it's alive. Remember we said that 3D living is really where we get the depth perception? I pray today you get the depth perception of who you are in Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. That your body soul and spirit, right? I want you to see that. And what I thought is so amazing, you know, for me, one of the things the Lord gifts me with is playing music. I love playing music. To me, a song is a poem. You know, a song. To me, I can't draw, but God's allowed me to do a few songs and the band to do some songs and, and you guys have a lot of gifting too. But my poem is maybe writing a song. That's my picture that God's given me that I'm trying to Share with somebody. You say, well, I don't sing. I don't do. Well, you know what? Maybe the way you love your wife is your poem. Maybe the way you raise your kid is your heavenly poem. Maybe the way that you forgive people. Maybe the way you help your grandchildren is your heavenly poem. I don't know what it is, but I know that God has put that in you. 
And I'm so grateful to see that in the lives of you guys. You know, when we see, like, we, we had a chance to pull together with our outreach, so many, so many people doing so many things. And again, I want, to, I want you to hear this. If you didn't get to go, that's okay. Because I know you pray. I know you, you know, you, you're telling people. It's all part of the piece of the puzzle. So don't think one, one gift is, is, is better than the other. Your gift is special. It's the poem that God's given you. I pray that we sing it, we say it, we do it, we live it, we love it, so people know that we've been delivered by the Lord, Jesus Christ. He says this in Ephesians 1, 6, he says, you are fully accepted by God. I want you to say that with me. Can you say it? I am fully accepted by God. Let's say it one more time. I'm fully accepted by God. Do you believe that today? I pray that you do. And you say, well, well, why am I fully accepted? If you have given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, he says you are fully accepted in him because of what Jesus Christ did. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit more. i got one more slide. But if you haven't made that decision, I'm going to ask you this. Today, our last slide says this. So who are you? So who are you? Even as I'm going to talk to those that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you say, well, I'm a sinner saved by grace. That's the caterpillar. Today, I want you to see what the Lord says in his word. He says, you're a saint because of what Jesus Christ did. That's the butterfly. And you know what? There's a transition in there, isn't it? And that transition is where we're at right now. You have a choice to either reject it, just like those son-in-laws did when Lot said, you got to go. You have your choice to kind of start and go, well, no, maybe next week, maybe next time. Or you can come today and say, I'm all in. Take what I got in my life and make it so much more. That's what I pray today. I want you to know that your acceptance isn't based on what you do, who you are, where you've been. Jesus already did. We're accepted in him. Amen. You might be here and you say, man, I just don't feel like much of a saint. I don't feel like, uh, I don't think of myself as a heavenly poem. You know, I sure don't always act very righteous and holy. I know exactly what you mean. But I want to tell you this. You have to decide, are you going to trust God? Or just go with your feelings. Are you going to trust the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ? And I pray today through his word that you come to that revelation that the walk starts today. That walk of grace, that walk of, of God. And I pray today, you know what? This, this is my prayer. I wrote this down last night. I pray today that you spread your wings of faith and believe God. And I wrote this down too. No more glorified worm thinking. Just beautiful butterfly believing. And that's my prayer for us today. And if you're here today and you've never made that decision to call on the name of the Lord, I want you to close your eyes and open your hearts because I'm going to break it down the best way I know. Jesus did the hard part. And you've got an opportunity to respond to that. We know the Bible says there's one way to heaven. It's through the personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you every week. And you say, well, you say the same thing every week. It doesn't change. The word of God doesn't change. It's just as powerful as when it was spoken, the day it was spoken. It brings healing, deliverance, love, forgiveness. And he says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, I'll tell you what, we've got an open altar. If you want me to pray with you, I'll pray with you. If you want to meet me in the back when we're done, I'll pray with you, talk to you about it. 
If you want to respond by your hand and say, you know, that's me today, we're going to rejoice. What I'm saying is this is your time to respond on how God's working in your heart. It's about the Holy Spirit working and moving. Amen. You might say, well, buddy, you know, I, I know that I'm a butterfly, but I, I, I still want to hang out with my worm buddies and everything else. That's what I'm saying. Then you know what? You bring the grace of God back to him. You bring the love of God back to him. Everything, I'm not telling you to isolate people. I'm telling you, go get them for Jesus. Just like those, those, those angels was pulling them. Come on. Let me tell you about God. He's good. Let me tell you what God's done for you. Let me tell you. And I pray that God gives you the strength and the wisdom and the heart to do that. Because think about it. Somebody did it for you. And that someone is Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad he did that? Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. All righty.